Hello. Hi. I'm Kelly. And I'm Courtney. We are two girls in Ohio. Yes. And we have something for you today. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels right. I have been thinking the whole drive over here how I hope we drank today. And then as soon as I walked in, Courtney goes, you want a beer? I was like, <laughs> yes, I do. This is why we're best Wait friends. Wait up. Yeah, it's just one of those days. I'm very busy right now, but in like a really, really good way. But it's just like after you've been working at home for months, you're just accustomed to not like being like constant, you know. And this week I've scheduled it, so I'm constant. And I'm like, God damn, just give me a drink. (laughs) I just feel like with the weather being like this, I'm getting bored. And then I just drink when I'm bored. I'll have to yeah. watch it this uh when we were like deep into shelter at place quarantine um my friends were like texting me like you okay over there Cal? I'd like send snapchats at 2 p.m of just like wine <laughs> like <laughs> coffee or wine coffee or wine so I'm trying to I mean I thought about it I could use some coffee right now because you know I have volleyballs mm-hmm. after we mm-hmm. volleyballs <laughs> we have volleyball after this and so I'm like yeah I could drink coffee now I'm like or I could just start drinking because I'm going to drink there too. So, or I could just get this party started. Pre-volleyball game. Yeah, beer. just seems right. I'll play better for sure. Um. Okay, so let's first do what we're loving because I have a follow-up uh, from a what I'm loving to tell you about. Does that have to do with the video you sent us? No, but that oh. video was funny. Marley was did her funny. little dance class today and it was cute. They did their little like dance, but... Um, okay, so I just started the sixth season of Love Island, which is the oh. last season. And so when you go to Hulu and you go to the show, yeah. there's a picture of a girl that's like the background picture. And I've always wondered who she is. I'm like, oh, she must be a contestant because it wasn't the host. Mm. But I've never like seen her on any of the seasons. So this season starts and this girl is in it and she's the host. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, you don't change host after five seasons. Yeah, that's weird. So. And then make that the face of it. Yes, it was weird. (laughs) It's weird. Um, So I immediately went to look because I knew that I didn't know when um, U.S. had started their Love Island. So I'm like, maybe she went to go be America's Love Island host. Like, or got just a better hosting gig or something. Um, So I looked it up and it was like, Love Island hosts committed suicide. And I was like, oh. That, like, escalated very quickly. In my head, I was like, I bet she got a better job. And then, so apparently... What? She had had assault charges for her boyfriend put against her. And then she just killed herself. Wait, like, the boyfriend filed assault charges against her? Yes. Whoa. So, I think that they had already decided she wasn't going to be the host of the new season because of all these charges. So, then she killed herself. But, I just find it weird because in the new season, they, like, don't talk about it. Like, nothing's said. Like, everyone just acts like this new woman is, like, the normal host. That's so rude. Yeah, and weird. Very bizarre. But also very TV-like. Yes. Just to usher. Like, we were talking about when they just replace characters. And they're just yes. like, they're the same. <laughs> we're the same. It's the same. Yeah, it was just really, it was That's really disturbing. weird. disturbing. I know. I just was sad because I was thinking, like, because she was really good. I liked her a lot. And I was just thinking she probably got a better job. And Sure. Because nope. that would be the logical Died. thought. That's why you saw my head snap around when you yeah. said that. Like, that was not what I was thinking you were going to say. Yeah. That's weird. So, yeah. Well, that's just sad. I'm loving it. but I know. Well, right. I just, it was a follow-up to yeah, what it I was is. loving. Yeah, it is. It is. But the new season is good, but it's also weird. So they filmed it in January of 2020. So it's like right before shit happened. Um, But yeah, so it was just sad because I thought that she had something good and then she is dead. But, um, but yeah, okay. that's crazy. So the, yeah, it's funny that the new season is January of 2020 because it's right before COVID. And they keep saying things in the show, like, 2020, who knows? Like, anything could happen in 2020. And I'm like, oh, little do you know what's about to happen. That's my absolute favorite when I... Mowgli May. Mowgli. Mowgli is on one today, guys. Yes, she's just really going Needing some attention. Yeah, lay down, please. Mowgli. She's like, you guys always get to be on the podcast. I want to be on the podcast. You guys are sitting on the floor, drinking beers, hanging out. Why can't you girl hang out <laughs> the same way that I want to hang out? Um, oh my gosh, sorry. I don't even remember what I was talking about. 
before COVID. Oh, when I like I've become friends with a few new people on Instagram just randomly, uh, like old friends. And uh, whenever I like you scroll back and you look at their stuff, they talk about like 2020, like yeah. when, like their New Year posts yes. and stuff. Like oh, so hopeful. <laughs> it's so funny. My favorite thing <laughs> is I feel like everyone keeps being like, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. And I'm like, it. Do you do know nothing's yeah, about? It's not, not like on January first, it's gonna be like poof. COVID fairy comes and everything's okay. Sprinkles its magic around. Sprinkles the vaccine in everyone's food. Yeah, they're like, here, you have some vaccine. You have some vaccine. <laughs> vaccine for you. Vaccine for you. <laughs> they just come to you in your sleep and stuff. It's a new um, type of fairy. I was talking to my family last night about the vaccine because there's been like so much talk about it. So much. And I was saying, but there's going to be a bunch of people who won't want to take it. And my sister said she was reading that like sports arenas and um, events, basically you'll have to like show proof that you've gotten the vaccine before you can go like get tickets to do those things. That's what uh, Leanna was saying at dinner that Ticketmaster issued a statement saying you either had to have a negative COVID test within the last like 72 hours or the vaccine. Hmm. We were like, or just don't go to a concert. <laughs> like, those are stringent. Like, why is that happening? Jeez. But isn't that weird? That think about for like however long of our lives, we're probably gonna have to carry around some flipping <laughs> paper that says we've gotten the vaccine. Like a dog with a rabies tag. Yes. Like, I have it. I have or it. It's like um, the old polio vaccine, like the oh, scar that it left. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus. Just microchip us. Like, I can't be responsible for a piece of paper. <laughs> It'll just go on your driver's license. You have to get oh. a new driver's license. Oh, geez. Thank you. I mean, like I don't know if that's true. That was an idea I just had. That's a decent idea. That is a decent idea. Just an added place on yeah. driver's licenses. This yeah. person is an organ donor and, and COVID friendly. <laughs> but they might have the flu, so yeah. still wash your hands. Still <laughs> might have other shit. <laughs> yeah. But COVID free. Um, so another show I just started was The Vow on HBO, and it's about the cult, the Nexium cult. Did you finish watching that on Saturday? Um, I did not. I have like one episode left, but it's just insane. And Max, of course, is just a dick about it. Like he's like, these people are stupid. And I'm like, hey, Max, like, what if all of a sudden you found out like the NBA is a cult? You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't think people are stupid then. It's just because what this cult is about, you don't care about. But if there was a cult about like. Being best friends with LeBron James, you'd probably go fucking join that call. You know what I mean? But he and he's like, but if they're branding you, and I'm like, well, yeah, I think people then realize this isn't cool. But up until then, when they're just like hanging out, like making friends and being whatever, like I don't think, I think when the sex and branding starts, they're like, mm. that's when it gets a little fuzzy. <laughs> when it gets a little culty. Yeah, it gets a little culty, but then you're usually in pretty deep. So then you're like, meh. I'll try it. <laughs> I've already ostracized everyone else in my life, so what am Might I Might as well do it. Um, but it's just cra- – I mean, it's crazy because obviously you know – like the one thing that the guy said in it is he's like nobody joins a cult. Like when people are joining things, it's not like they go out to be like, I can't wait to join this cult. Yeah. They join whatever it's a front of. So whether that's right. a church mm-hmm. or a business or whatever, and he's like – the thing that annoys me is that everyone's like, how did they join a cult? And he's like, clearly we didn't think it was a cult. Right. Like, that type of thing. But I just can't believe, like, how long it went on, how often people said things to people, like authorities or um, legal things, and, like, just nothing happened. It's like, that's craziness. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll have to watch that one. I, I probably will start Love Island, too, because I'm going to need something good to watch here. Um, this- it's a good um, do some vow to get fucked up shit and yeah. then turn on Love Island and fall asleep Absolutely. to the gentle British voices in the snogging. Yeah, you have to, <laughs> you need the balance. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, what are you loving? Oh, man. Um, I don't know why the questions are always so hard for me. <laughs> loving nothing. Uh, loving. I don't know. I, I I don't really have anything I'm loving. Have you been liking your volleyball? Oh, well, yeah. But that's like a year round. Volleyball's great. It's a great thing to be able to go and do every week to have and it. And you we, do it at Woodlands? Yeah, we talk about it all, like, every week. We're like, we just look forward to this. 
it's one of those things that you get to go be a little social during the week. You get to be active during the week, and then, you know, you, you get a little break from things during the week. But, yeah. Do you have to wear masks while you play? No. And I would not play if that was the case. <laughs> I just didn't know because I know when you like now. eat. Yeah, because it is indoors. I figured when it was outdoors, no, but I didn't know about when indoors. Yeah, it's domed over now. So um, you just have to wear it's same re- as restaurant rules. They basically just use that like as an extension of their restaurant. So you just have to anytime you're walking around, you have to have a mask on. And if you're drinking, you have to be sitting like you can't be standing anywhere and drinking yeah. unless like. They don't yell at you, like, in between games or something if you take shots on the court or something. You know, like, they're right. they're a little lenient about that stuff, um, but not – like, you don't switch sides. You don't, obviously, shake hands. Um, the only people you're really around is your team, and even that is pretty – you sit in Adirondack chairs, like, after you're finished, so it's not even like right. you're close to each other, really. Yeah. But you are inside, so yeah, that is definitely a risk. Um. Do you think we're all getting shut down again? Do you hear – you might have been – they announced it right probably as you were leaving your house. They said, we just have a curfew right now. <laughs> Gee, Mom. I was like well, – I don't want a curfew. I'm just – I had to look it up because I need to know the details because, like, I'm obviously not going to follow it. Like, I'm obviously not going to be in my own home by 10 p.m. every night. Like, that's not going to happen. And so I needed to know what – what exactly was happening <laughs> in this realm but it's like 10 p.m to 5 a.m like okay well those are my peak hours of driving home so <laughs> do i just have to stay at, like dewine are you forcing me to stay at people's houses like what is this do i have to pack an overnight bag when i leave well that's um we had a fire pit last friday jeff was over and he was saying that um he was like, I don't think they should shut down everything because people are just going to gather at people's homes, and that's yeah, way worse. Because well, at least when you're at restaurants and stuff, they have it's mandated. Well, yeah, yeah, they have like rules, rules you yeah. know. And you know, of course, talking to my family last night, Connor just dove like literally. First of all, we haven't done a family Zoom in forever, and you know, my poor mom, she's just trying to be like. Hey guys, I wish I could see you for Thanksgiving. I miss you. And Connor just dives right in with like, well, there's about to be a coup d'etat and the president's not going to leave and COVID's horrible, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Connor, can we just like, like, how are you doing? Like, that's clearly how you're doing. But like, I don't know. Could we just talk about like something, whatever? And he was like, again, with the whole like, sorry, you're over it. I was like, I didn't say that. I just said, I like, would like to just know how you are as a person. I don't want to try and solve the world's problems. With this family Zoom call for 10 minutes. Like, I am, you know, not putting my head underground and not not paying attention, but, like, haven't spoken to you in four weeks. So, like, how are you doing? You good? Apparently not. No, you're not good is the read Losing on that. a little bit yeah, over there. you're a loose cannon is what I'm picking up. Okay. Uh, but he was saying that um, he's like, I can't believe restaurants and everything's even been opened there. Like, he's like, L.A. did that for, like, two weeks and then immediately was like, and shut down. Like, nothing's California been open there forever. California is a very different place. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I know that. He was just saying, like, he can't believe it's been. And I was like, most places are outside. I yeah. I mean, like, not now, obviously, with the weather, yeah. which I think is probably why things are spiking and stuff. But throughout the summer when everything was, at, like, mm-hmm. everywhere I went, I was always outside. Yeah. And the numbers, like, weren't bad then. And I think people were gathering just as much, if not more. Yeah. So I think it, you're right. It's just directly related that we're forced inside now. And, I mean, just, like... The flu season, like with colder weather, you know, like it just. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's when germs are just Oh, yeah, I had a growing. kid. I had a student today that he wasn't uh, in class yesterday, and I was like, hey, we missed you. And he was like, oh, thanks. I, I just wasn't feeling too good. And I was like, oh, yeah, like it's the time of year. Like, because that's your normal response, right? Yeah. Like, you don't have like your pandemic thought everything you do. And he was like, yeah, it happens every year. So, I mean, people are still getting their regular oh, yeah. crud that they get. My kids have had runny time. noses for four months, like, yeah. since they went back to daycare. Right. Pretty much. Of course. Yeah, runny nose. It's you a know. daycare nose. But. Yeah. Um, okay, so Jeff can be my transition to this celebrity spotlight we're doing this week. Um, so my – well, our friend Jeff, he's our friend – but I met him um, through my work, and I was interested that he listens to us. 
but he emailed us. Very, um, very detailed email. Very, very detailed email. Um, he's so organized. <laughs> he is. I just love it. Um, he's a big, big music guy. Like, music and outdoors are probably, like, his two biggest passions. But So here's his email. I'll read some of it. Hey, girls. Long time, first time. <laughs> I'm glad you're back on the air. I missed the podcast. I wanted to suggest a person for your deep dive segment, Towns Van Zant, which I'm so sorry, Jeff, if I, like, don't pronounce that right, but... He was a paradox, absolutely legendary, and one of the most important influences on country western songwriting in the last 60 years, but obscure and unknowing to majority of people, which is very true. Um, Like, I'd never heard of him. Have you ever heard of him? Yeah, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. Um, But that sentence was just like the most Jeff sentence ever to be. Like, everything (laughs) Jeff says is so dramatic, and I love it so much. Um, so I looked into him and it, he is super interesting. Um, it, it, it's, I feel like just a very generic case of, um, a very talented person who wanted none of the fame. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think there are quite a few celebrities that end up being like that. Um, but basically, so he was born in 1944 in Texas. Um, and when he was nine years old, he saw Elvis and he wanted a guitar. So he asked for a guitar and got a guitar. Um, his family was um, a, a political family. There's a county in Texas named after his family because his, um, like, you know, father and grandfather, all of them, they were like governors, mayors, like all this stuff. So he was groomed to be a politician from like a really young age. He had a really high IQ, um, but he wasn't. He didn't want to do any of that, and he kind of just did it for a while because that's, like, what you do. Like, oh, my family wants me to do this, so I'm going to do it. He loved poetry, so that's probably where, like, songwriting came in. Um, so he um, got pulled out of school his sophomore year in college by his parents because he'd started just writing music and not really being super into his studies, and they put him into – like a, I don't know what they call them now, but um, back then, like a mental institution. And they said that they thought he needed shock therapy. So he got shock therapy. Whoa. Literally because he just wanted to, like, be a normal college kid and didn't want to, like, be a fucking. Whoa. Yeah, like heir to the political throne or whatever. Whoa. So he came back to school. He got married to um, his long term girlfriend, and then he enrolled in law school. Um, he started doing, um, like just random, um, oh, what's it called? Not stand up. What's it called? Gigs, like shows. Yeah, but like Mike. Open mics. Yeah, but I, they, they probably weren't called that back then. But like, yeah, he would go to bars and do that. And he sang and wrote mostly like, they called it novelty music. So like funny songs. He oh. wrote a song called like Fraternity Blues because he was in a frat like at his college. Um, but then he, after listening to Bob Dylan, he decided, like, okay, I want to write, like, really serious music, and I want to really get into this. Um, his dad died in 1966 when his dad was only 52, which is pretty young. And after that, he was just like, fuck it, left school. Like, I was doing this for him, not doing it anymore. So he left school. He went on the road with Guy Clark and um, Jerry Jeff Walker, which they're country people as well. Um, and he ended up moving to Nashville, released his first album, um, and he, it was like a not known record label, but he released his first album with this record label. Um, his like biggest song that I could tell was Waiting Around to Die. That's the one Jeff sent us, the YouTube link. And then also Poncho and Lefty were like another big song that he wrote. But his first album had like main, his like biggest songs that he like kind of ever really, that he wrote. He later, like people kind of would cover his songs that became big, but like that, not that he did. Um, so he did five albums after that with that same record label, um nothing really came of it and from what i could tell he just was like from the get-go like alcoholic drugs like all this stuff like yes like he basically could like barely keep it together to like play shows and write music and other than that he was just like fucked up beyond belief he almost died in 1971 from an overdose on heroin so yeah he was in the early days yeah so um he um yeah, it wasn't just, like, he was drinking. Like, there was, like, hardcore drugs going on. Sure. Um, his sixth album, he titled The Late Great Towns Van Zant, which 
a lot of people said was kind of like a suicide nod, like the late great, but he wasn't dead yet. He always said it was like more of a joke about how he isn't famous and no one knows who he is. So like he said it was more of a joke like that. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) Um, He ended up getting divorced, remarried. He got remarried like three times. He did not like Nashville at all. Um, He barely spent time there unless he was, like, recording um, because he said there was, like, a hierarchy there that he didn't like. Like, like you had to put on this show of, like, what a country singer was type thing. And he was like, I was trying to get fucked up and play music. So if you don't like that, then get out of my way. Right. Um, He didn't like money. He would, like, any money he made, he'd, like, go just give it to, like, homeless people and stuff like that. Like, he just was not about that life. Or he'd spend it on alcohol and drugs first. Um, priorities yeah he um had just like he'd show up to shows and just like barely too drunk to sing and like uh, like he actually got a lot of crowds at his shows but most part people think it's because they wanted to see like uh, are you gonna actually make it yes like a train wreck like are you gonna actually make it through your show or you know what is that gonna look like um he also just did weird like he'd play russian roulette all the time oh my god yeah like there's a story about him and some other famous musician in a hotel one night that they just like sat there with a gun and like did that one night and i'm like that's insane so he clearly had mental issues um he was diagnosed bipolar so he was like very up up i think when he would write his music and be excited but then he was very down down after that yeah um he kind of fell off the map for a little bit. He ended up marrying his third wife. In 87, he wrote his first new music of nine years. Um, and this was on a new label. Um, still not a very, like, well-known label. But, sorry, guys. I just... <laughs> I don't... Mowgli is just... I mean... She, Mowgli's literally over here head-butting yeah, me. Yes, she's just trying to love you. She doesn't like my story. Um... Okay, so he influenced a lot of singers and songwriters, which at the end of this, I'll name the list of people that Jeff sent. Um, and a lot of people did cover some of his music as well. Um, but I think just his style of singing, it was very melancholy, a lot of times very depressing. Like, yeah. just a lot of what he sang about was not happy stuff. But then after he, but then during his shows, he, like, when he wasn't wasted, he would, like, say a lighthearted joke after, like, a really sad song. So I think that's what they meant by, like, he was, like, a paradox of, like, he sang all this really sad shit, but then he'd always preach about how, like, we only have one life, you gotta live it. But then he was, like, killing himself through yeah. alcohol. So, yeah um he had two more kids with that um third wife he had a one kid with the first wife who he talked a lot in the article that i read that jeff sent um but just like a lot of self-destructive behaviors um he had really bad health the last three years of his life um and then he always said he was gonna die at 52 like his dad and he died when he was 52 yeah i know i think it's weird when stuff like that happens Um, but basically what happened was he fell and broke his hip and then he waited like a week before actually going to the doctor. And then by the time he went there, they had to perform surgery on him. And then he was also trying to detox from alcohol. And they basically told the now ex-wife, but they were still really close at the time, the third wife. Um, they were like, you can't take him home. Like he is going to die. Like you can't detox from alcohol by yourself at home. He'll die. And basically she knew that he wouldn't stay there. And so she's like, I'm going to take him home. And he immediately started drinking again. Um, and then he got in really, really bad health. And the, he called the third wife to pick him up and take him back to the hospital. But he basically, like, died before that happened and said he had a heart attack. Well, I mean, it was probably, like, from withdrawal symptoms and all that jazz. But um, he had two funerals, one in Texas with his family, which was very, like, prim and proper and you know like what his family was and then another one in nashville which was like a big music to do like kind of like who's who of going to his funeral type thing um he was working on an album with sonic youth when he died which he really liked the fact that um younger generations liked him he thought that that was really cool and a quote that he had that i liked is he said i'm the mold that grunge grew upon like grunge music so i thought that was i don't know kind of an interesting thing but um so yeah he basically just kind of really was very influential all over the place um but some of the people that our listeners I feel like would know that he has um influence more is um like Neil Young 
Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson actually um, did covers of a lot of his music. Um, Avett Brothers. Who else did he say? Kings of Leon. Um, Shaky Graves. There's like a whole other bunch of his people that you can go and look at too. But he was really interesting and I'd never heard of him. So I think it's interesting that he was this huge, big, like musical philosopher. Um, and then after he died, there was supposed to be like a tribute album of a bunch of music he recorded before he passed away that they were going to release. Yeah. Um, and the ex-wife, all his like rights to his music were left to her, which I think is interesting. And she kind of like really managed his music before he died. Um, and she won't let it be released. Well, when this article is written, I don't know if it's been released now, and this article was written a long time ago, but she wouldn't let it be released because there was backup vocals on it that the producer put on it, like, kind of without his knowledge. I mean, because, like, he died. And she basically was just like, I don't want this out because it wasn't what he recorded. Like, you have to take that off type thing. Yeah. So it was a big battle between, like, his record, record label and her. But, huh. Yeah. So there you go. All right. That was a great suggestion, Jeffrey. I feel Love like I learned it. something. Um, but it just makes me sad because I do feel like there's so many. Well, and the fact that he was bipolar. And I feel like back then there aren't, you know, there wasn't like, oh, let's sit down for therapy or let's do meds or let. And no, it's it fucking just didn't shock exist. treatment. Yeah, like, just, Jesus. Yeah, they, didn't know, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know how to handle it. And they certainly didn't have the correct treatments for it. Right. Yeah. Um, and But I feel like a lot of very artistic genius people suffer from things like that. Oh, and that's yeah. probably why they can create such good art because they oh, yeah. have. And it's, that's so sad that, like, your gift is also your, like, nice. downfall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I It's also pretty sad that there – this happens a lot in music – is that there's so many other people that did the – like we're actually musically good and then just like the kitschy people are the ones that actually get the credit for it and the fame and money for it right um that's did you ever watch that show nashville when it came out <clears throat> yeah 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 uh, it was very interesting to me because i mean i just never was aware or thought to look it up but how many how many people write all the songs but then never perform them or never do them like yeah they don't get to do it they yeah. just write them for all like for fucking, like, Kesha, you know? Yeah, and most of the people that are songwriters are also good singers. Uh-huh. They just don't want the fame of it. Or they don't know the right people. Or, you know, people tell them, like, oh, what you look like isn't what could be whatever. Uh-huh. Which I think that's changing. Yeah. Um, a little bit, I would hope. Yeah. Um, Definitely. That was a good one. Thanks. Good little story. Yeah. That was a good one. Nice. Um... Okay, so I have a game to play, but I know it's your topic week, so I didn't know if you wanted to do oh, your topic care. first, and then we play my little game. Sure. Okay, let's do your topic. <clears throat> um, I'm going to let you... Hot topic. Hot topic. Hot topic. I don't know why Mowgli is so unsettled right now. She just loves me. Well, she does love you, but she's I like... think it's the drinking. She loves beer. So the fact that we're drinking, it's just drawing her closer to us. Mm-hmm. Will you please lay down? Go ahead and choose one. Lay okay. Down. Lay down, please. What would you name your boat? Yeah! <laughs> they had funny things. What would you name your boat? Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. I would want to name it something um, like bo- pun boat themed. Yeah, that's like, like yeah, the ma- boy, like that's- yeah, buoy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, never seen that one. That's an original. Never seen that. <clears throat> it's super hard because my parents uh, went through it and they don't have a name on their boat because like never they have one kid. That's like such a slap in the face. Ew. You can't decide what to name your that's boat. Disgusting. And you only have one kid. If they put my name on the back of their boat, that's so gross. <laughs> Just like your initial. Ew, they, I already get so much shit for being an only child, like, from their friends and my family. Like, you please put, name the boat after me. The Courtney. The, the Court, SS Courtney. The SS Courtney. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not, it's not even a good nautical name. Like, right. you need one, like, Natalie. Or... <laughs> nautical Natalie. Nautical Natalie. What would yeah. you name your boat? 
I don't know. I think it would be something funny because most people do puns for mm-hmm. theirs. And those are, but they have to be like really, really good. Yeah. Like the best ones are like spot on puns. Yeah. <laughs> Not like five o'clock somewhere. I'm like, great. <laughs> good original content on the back of your boat. <laughs> but yeah. There's, there's El Capitan. Some, yeah. Like <laughs> there's some good ones, but. Definitely. I can't believe your parents don't have a name for their boat. Hey, if you guys have any suggestions of what Courtney's parents should name <laughs> their boat, send them in. Yes. We'll let uh, Courtney's parents there know. There was, I mean, there's just so many uh, not Mowgli. That's really a lot. <laughs> they should name their boat Mowgli. <gasps> they would consider that, actually. What was your dog when you were little? Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. Another good homeward bound one. reference. Yeah, another black dog. <laughs> Not um, like her, though. Okay, All another. right, I'll pick another. Okay. If you had this week to do over again, what would you do differently? Yes. So, I mean, like, scheduling. Who would you call? Like, that sort of thing. So, I'm going to talk. So, since this is only Tuesday, and I already talked about it, like, it was a really big week, and we only had one day. <laughs> Um, I'm going to talk about last week. I think I have to get better at just looking at my week and then doing it mm-hmm. just that week. Mm-hmm. I get so caught in that everything's changing every day and literally every day for me, a schedule is different yeah. or I have a different meeting or it's just, it's crazy right now. And that's just typically not how a teacher's life is. A teacher's right. life is very organized, schedule, schedule yeah. the same which, you know, some people can find monotonous or, you know, I find comfort in yes, that. Yes, me too. Lots of comfort. So I um think that I need to <laughs> start by just taking it more week by week um, instead of focusing too much on the whole. Like, well, if I do this this Monday, I'm not going to be able to do it next Monday. Right. I'm very weird about, like, well, if I can't do it now, I'm not going to do it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very weird. So I I need to start just, which I have, just start focusing on the week, the day, and being done with it. I was really good before COVID about planning my week. I'd sit down on Sundays and I had a planner and I would um, just like go through each day and what, yeah. like I'd write goals and <laughs> Mowgli. Mowgli season. You're really, you're on the edge here, sister. <laughs> We're about to lock you up. Yeah. Straight locked up, homegirl. <laughs> Straight locked up. Um, Mowgli, come here, please. And then once quarantine happened and we weren't doing anything, it almost made me depressed to fill out my planner because I was like, oh, what am I going to put in here? Like, we're not going anywhere, doing anything, or seeing anybody. Um, yeah. But, and then I just stopped, but now I want to go back and get, and I did at the beginning of this year start making like a little scrapbook type thing um, for the kids. Uh, I got this like little um, Bluetooth printer from Polaroid and you could send pictures from your phone and it would print it out and then the back was sticky. And so I would just print pictures each week and put it in there of the kids and I stopped doing that in like May. So I feel like I need to go back and catch up because I just forget a lot about what like the kids do or, you know, even with Marley being three and Danny being his age, I'm like, Oh, well, Danny's starting to, like, pull himself up on things. When did Marley do that? And I, like, can't remember. So I was trying to be more better about it, but I clearly am not. But No, that's a good idea. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I think um, I think our lives are as back to normal as they're going to be. So yes. might as well just dig in at this point. Yeah, you have to kind of make up a plan for what you're going to do going forward because the hope of it going back to the way it was is not anytime soon. So... It's like the new normal, which I feel like people have been saying for a while, and I've kind of just been like, that's not real, but it's real. It's real, yeah. I think that's just kind of it, which is fine. Just have to adjust to it. Yeah. And make it the new normal. I feel like we just were like, no, it's going to go back. Yeah. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go back. And at this point, it's just like, no, it's actually not. Um, another thing I would not do over, but just trying to be more cognizant of is eating healthier because another thing that I feel like with quarantine is a I think we're trying to do the thing of like we can't go anywhere but let's like support places like that type of thing but then also I just find myself like Max who used to never like Max is always like we don't need to order we don't need to it's like every day for lunch because we're home for working at home he's like what do you want to order I'll go get something or whatever and I'm like no 
we have to stop. Like, we have to just oh, make some, yeah. make a sandwich, make a salad. And so oh, I'm trying yeah. to, like, prep food more so that way we are more apt to eat at home. But yeah, he just wants Well, you say once, like, three times, and then it's done. Yeah. (laughs) That's the new normal Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm, like, the opposite right now. I only eat out, like, if I'm with you guys. Because (laughs) I'm just, I don't know. I don't have, there's no motivator. The reason you eat out is because someone suggests it. Yeah. They verbalize it, and then you're like, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) I mean, I was going to sit in the kitchen. I actually have really enjoyed cooking lately. I don't know if it's because it's like 35 minutes to myself that I'm like, hey, you have the kids because yeah. I'm making us dinner type thing. But I've actually enjoyed cooking lately. Yeah, I do enjoy cooking. I like Colleen and I were talking about it on Saturday. Like we get stressed out over eating our food because like when you live alone, you you have these like I'm literally ate the rest of my chili for lunch. And I was like, ate all my leftovers. I got all my left. Cause like, <laughs> You have to throw stuff away if you yeah. don't, like, diligently, like, eat your food. Because you still cook for, like, four people, even though it's just you. And then you're like, right. guess I have to eat this three more times. Chili for breakfast? Yeah. Chili for lunch? Chili yeah, for dinner? exactly. So, it's just, I don't know. It's just, I guess that's just adjusting really all the way around for me. But, yeah. Yeah, I, planning and then sticking to it. Like, I've been trying to go back. I have, like, eight more classes I can use at Orange Theory. Orange Theory is a workout place here in Columbus. And I quit going. And my rationale was, like, if I can't go into my place of employment, why would I go into a place to work out? Like, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Like, right. how can those two correlate? And luckily, like, they were super nice and, like, really generous. And they just gave me six months to use these last eight classes whenever I want. I was like, geez, that's more than generous. They're like, well, you've been here for years. Like, we really appreciate your business. And I was like, well, I hope to come back someday, but, like, it's not the time. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying to, like, rationalize going. And then the cases keep climbing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, maybe that $150 was a donation. and <laughs> Hopefully they're I'll here use, after. Yeah, pandemic. I'll never use those classes. But I feel like there's got to be so many things like that that people think, like, oh, well, we oh, were yeah. going to do. Or even, like, airline miles, tickets, all yes. of that stuff. We booked um, an Airbnb for Thanksgiving and just canceled it and said we weren't going to do it with Max's family, um, which, God, are you are you going to your parents, I'm assuming, just for Thanksgiving? Parents, yeah. I, I called my mom today, and I was like, hey, Mom, I know we're not spending Thanksgiving together, but we just cook the damn turkey, and I'll come pick it up. Yeah. Like, I just do not, and my mom's like, no, nope, your dad and I are doing steak. We're not even doing that. And I was like, okay, will you cook me steak, and I'll come pick it up? Like... <laughs> I just am not, I do not want to make a whole Thanksgiving dinner for literally just me and Max because, the. I mean, Marley will eat probably mashed potatoes, she would eat some turkey, but also they don't know or care, so like the thought of spending a whole day to make a turkey just for me and Max is so annoying, so I'm not going to do it. No, I don't. I was thinking about that, like what my parents and I are going to do. I, I can't, because they eat so strictly that most of the things that are involved in Thanksgiving, like, they can't eat anyways. Do they follow a certain diet? No. Just. I mean, you technically could call it keto because that's what's kitschy and, like, cool right now. Um, but really it's just that he was diagnosed with diabetes and they don't eat right. really the lowest carb possible. I mean, everything has carbs in it. So people that say, I don't eat carbs. I'm like, yeah, you fucking do. Everything has carbs in it. Stupid. But um, <laughs> they eat super low carb. So even, like. The last couple years at Thanksgiving, my mom's been like, okay, well, we're not going to (laughs) make – it's been like, we're not going to make green bean casserole. We're just bringing green beans. Because, like, literally my dad can't eat anything. Like, he can eat the turkey, and that's the only thing he can eat at Thanksgiving dinner. So that happened the first year, and then we're like, that's sad. (laughs) So then the next year we're like, okay, what can we make that's not full of everything that you can't eat? So, Have you ever done keto? Uh, I mean, I think I just kind of do in general because I think I do best without that a high amount of carbs. I but I don't do like what they call keto. No. Um, Heather and Troy did twenty one day fix, which I don't know like the exact thing around it, but yeah. it's a lot of protein, pretty much. And yeah. Basically, you have like certain amounts of stuff, and they like love it. And I mean, yeah, they Heather does like the workouts on their little app, and then Troy, he has like lost a bunch of weight doing it he looks wonderful but i've i just 
I don't know. I feel like I should pay attention to that stuff more, but I don't pay attention to that um, stuff. I, the reason I don't feel like you have to pay attention to that is because your family always, from eating dinner at your parents' house and just being around you, your family always eats extremely healthy in small portions, like from the get-go. So yeah. it's not like your family, I've never experienced it anyway, where your family eats like anything too crazy the day that i told my mom i was like hey mom when my friends come here to eat they usually have to like eat something else when they get home (laughs) (laughs) like you've said it colleen said it max said it when we started dating like we would legit leave my parents house every sunday from having dinner with them and max would drive through wendy's right after and i was like i think we just like don't eat as much as other people eat and my mom was like mortified so then she called um my neighbor across the street who has three son-in-laws it was like how do you yeah it was like how do you feed these boys and she was like i do a lot of rolls like just make rolls so my mom made a bunch of rolls and max literally ate none of them and my mom like was trying not to bring it up because she didn't want to make max feel awkward and then finally she's like why are you eating the rolls and max is like i'm not really i just don't like like plain bread like i like bread with stuff but i don't really like my mom was just like well damn it (laughs) i use a lot of rolls that's funny also smart yes fill them just fill them with carbs no it's so true I mean, it's just, your parents are also, like, in their retirement years, or they were very, very close, even, like, when we were in college and when we became friends, and so I feel like they didn't eat a lot. Like, to them, like, they were eating, like, an early dinner and, like, then gonna relax and chill. Like, they, it was just never, like, a big food. It was always delicious and, like, healthy. Right. But, yeah, it's funny. (laughs) All right, we'll do one more. Let's see. We got on a weird place. We on did. That one. I don't <laughs> even remember what. I don't the... know. <laughs> oh, this one's funny. What's the most useless talent you have? Yeah. <laughs> My most useless talent would be I can remember everything. Like that's useful. Is it though? To who? Because <laughs> usually it just ends up like unless it's like we can be getting in the car, loading your kids. And you're like, oh, man, where is that red rag that I need for this? And I'm like, oh, it's next to your kitchen sink. You're like, all right, psycho, how'd you know that? (laughs) Like, I can just, anything I see or, like, think about, I just remember it, like, forever. That's crazy. I I remember, um, like, moments and people and things really well. Yeah. But I cannot remember, like, what you just said. Like, oh, where'd I put that? Or, oh, I can't remember, like, test questions or math or anything. (laughs) But, like, I could tell you word for word the story about the time we went to the bar at freshman year of college and got kicked out. You know? Like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, My most useless talent is probably, like, any song lyrics. I can sing, like, any song. Yeah. I love me some karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good at that. Yeah. Yeah, useless, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the only time I've ever felt really good about it um, is, so, Matt's sister, Lauren. Yeah. I mean, that whole family is really competitive. Yes. But one time we were there, and they were doing um, a power hour, and they had a playlist for the power hour. Yeah. And so, like, every time the song changed, you take your shot of beer or whatever. And it was, like, 90s, maybe, was the power hour theme. And we were doing it, and Lauren was like, I want to play a game, because they always want to play games, and I'm always down. And um, Lauren was like, I feel like this power is boring. Let's just, whoever can name the artist of the song and the song title first, like, wins. And I literally got everyone, and Lauren was like, (laughs) Kelly, I can't. And I was like, Lauren, this is the only thing I'll ever beat you at in our entire lives. Like, just fucking give it to me. Oh, yeah, because everything else is sports The fact that I know Bittersweet Symphony right now by The Verve, just leave it alone. That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Those are useless. But Um, that's us. Okay. So my thing, I have this whole list for you right now. Oh, Lordy Lou. (laughs) Okay. So over the weekend, we had a garage party. Max bought a heater and we set up our. Sorry, not party. There was um, like five people. (laughs) Can't use the word party. It was not a party. Socially distanced hangout. (laughs) In an open aired facility. Open aired facility in my garage door open. We were all bundled up. Max brought the TV in the garage um, and bought you, a heater. Did you tell your siblings that we did that? Because I feel yeah. like, oh, okay. They were, like, impressed by it. They're like, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, okay. I didn't know yeah. if that was, like, going to be the 
straw that broke the camel's back. No. Okay. They've, um, it's interesting because, so we're supposed to Zoom every Sunday, and Connor recently had been like, I can't this Sunday or something. And in my head, I'm like, oh, do you have plans? Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? And I'm, But then I'm like, I want him to have plans. I want him to go do things. I'm glad they're, like, doing stuff. Maggie and um, Jamie are going camping this weekend. Uh, that sounds fun. Yes. Um, so, anyways. Whoops, sorry. We, um... <laughs> So, bought a heater. It's great. Yeah, bought a heater. It's awesome. Toasty. So, Courtney started saying how she watched the documentary about Chris Watts that I'd watch, and she was explaining to Max why it was so fucked up and why I was so crazy about it. And then we started talking about how we have to text each other and oh, leave yeah. trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because if anything ever happens to one of us, we need text message Absolutely. proof of what's going on. Then we started talking about, like, when you meet people, they're, like, has to be red flags. And then I called them murder flags. Murder flags. Murder flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murder so flags. So, literally, since that day, every time things randomly happen, I'm like, murder flag, murder <laughs> flag right now. Um, but it started making me think about things that are deal breakers with relationships. Ooh. So, I wrote down a long list of things that some people would say are deal breakers, but I want to know from you if, like, it's a deal breaker for I'm you so or how excited. you feel about it. Okay? All right. Ready. <laughs> Long distance. What a good idea. Yeah. I literally was, well, because some of the murder flags, I'm like, you would think any murder flag is a deal breaker, right? And then I'm like, <laughs> but maybe it's like all of them together create the one big murder flag. The fact that we went on about that for like a while. All right. Uh, long yeah, distance. Long distance. Is that a deal breaker? No. But like how long are we talking? Like Nikki Lucas long distance? Like I would prefer you in the same country. Okay. <laughs> Um, the person is unemployed. Uh, no, that's a hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. That's I thought you could have seen my face. <laughs> Pure terror. Ah! A freeloader. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, divorced. With no kids, that's fine. They don't want kids. I'm good on them. What do you mean? No. Like, if they say, I don't want kids, deal breaker. Well, it depends how old I am at that time, right? Yeah. So, if this fucking goes on for the next <laughs> Courtney's single decade, for uh, 15 more yeah. years. <laughs> then, sure. <laughs> but within, I would say within the next five years, that would be a deal breaker for me. Okay. They're not a dog person. Hard pass. Look at this <laughs> beautiful girl. Um, they are under 25. Oof. Oh, you did that on fucking purpose. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, well, luckily that one doesn't listen to this podcast yet. <laughs> no, I, that's okay. Oh, God. I can't believe I said that. Over 35. I don't know. I think, like, <laughs> what are you going to talk about? Like, do they want to come hang out in the garage with me? Like... We're cool. We are. We're very cool. We bridge all ages, but I yeah. don't know. That's getting close to your parents' age. So um, they don't have a college degree. Mm. As long as they have a trade or a skill, I'm fine with that. Cool. They live with their parents. Depends why. Like, I had to go live with my... I didn't have to, but I went and lived with my parents when I was in... Got my bachelor's plus. Mm -hmm. So if they were in full-time, if they were full-time in school... I, I would be fine with that. But there's really no other instance that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've never had a long-term relationship. Did you, like, laugh as you're writing these down? <laughs> um, it's not a deal breaker, but I'm going to fucking watch you like a hawk because you don't know shit about nothing. Right. You don't know shit about fuck. I can tell you that right now. I um, was just talking to a friend of mine, coworker of mine, about um another coworker and we were talking about like first time relationships and then we were talking about like how that feels and then we were talking about like being older and having that happen mm. like can you imagine being like think about how you felt like how old were you your first like serious relationship uh that would have been Justin so we we met at driver's ed but that yeah. but that went on so that ended before we went to college and yeah. then was on and off for so many years after that um, but he, you would consider him like your first love. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, I was like probably like 19, like first love yeah. I'd say. So think about that feeling and then being like 30. Uh. 
Isn't that weird to think about? Well, and then it's like, how do you make rational decisions? Because now you're old enough to like make a decision about like, I want to marry you. But then you're also like, is that real? Because this is the first time you've ever like, you know what I mean? Like my 19 year old self was like, yeah, I'm marrying this guy. You know what I mean? They, I would assume even though if you haven't been in a long term relationship, you've had to have liked people and maybe it was just wasn't reciprocated back. So you at least know that feeling maybe. Yeah. And it helps if you have friends that are married or in serious relationships. Yeah. If they have close friends that are married and in serious relationships, to me that's totally fine. No red flags there because they hear their friends talking. Yeah. They've seen their friends go through it. They've seen the process. Like, they know what it's like. It's not, like, completely. But if they have no friends and have never been in a long-term relationship, murder They're flags. probably <laughs> murder <laughs> flags. I was going to say, that is the biggest murder, murder flag they flag. are. Sociopath. They're going to wear your face at yes. some point. Um, okay, what if his best friend is a girl? I, You know, I'm not, don't really understand that dynamic. I don't understand how there is real people out there that are like, and the la- that last guy I talked to, he he was like, most of my friends are girls. Mm. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care. But why? That's a gay flag to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a different flag vibe from you. It's not murder. It's the pride flag. But- <laughs> understand that i don't know like to me then there's something about you that really fucking pisses other people off is what i get from that (laughs) and the only people that can like take you are people that potentially could want to sleep with you yes Ooh, ooh, that's an interesting spin on it so i've always thought i've always hated the whole when the girls are like i I don't get along with girls i don't with boys god that's always been one of my things that I'm like, because they're usually like, because I don't like drama. And usually I'm like, no, you're the drama if you're saying that. Usually. Usually. But then Heather, she was like, she's like, I've always like had guy friends. And I like do not consider Heather a like dramatic person at no. all. So then it made me think more of like, but you would have, you can have, you don't have like a group of girlfriends, but you have individual girls who are friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that part I get. Yeah. Because I do think groups of girls can always be clicky and dramatic. Mm-hmm. And if you're not into that, I totally get that. But you can still have good friendships with single, like, yes. individual friendships of with course. girls. Of course. But the girls that are just straight up like, oh, I just hate girls. Only boys. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, what if they have an arrest record? stop that's not a thing god damn it okay hard pass no um what if they are either sober by choice or like recovering you're really just doing it well i'm just narrowing it down what if your future husband's listening and they're just checking off checks right now like the 12 people that listen to this one of them's my future husband um i hate you um sober by okay so anytime you do this it's a gamble, right? Because inevitably, inevitably, you're going to have the conversation with that person and it's going to come down to, so drinking is more fun or is you want to drink more than you want to hang out with me or see me or be around me. Yeah. Inevitably, that's going to be the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you want to go over to your friend's house because like you guys are drinking and hanging out. Yeah. That Inevitably, that's going to be the conversation. And I like to drink. Like, that's not going to change. But I also could see myself being like, yeah, you're right. Like, I really don't need to drink. Like, and changing. So I think if the other person didn't drink, I think that'd be a pretty big flag. Everything we do, and I mean, it just is what it is. And I'm just going to be honest. Everything we do is usually around drinking. It is. And it's not that we're, like, binge drinking. It's not that, like, we're getting blacked out. It's not that, like, we're out of control. We're in our late 20s, early 30s. Hanging having out, a drink. having a drink. I always think about like people who don't drink and what we look like to them. Like, do we look like crazy, reckless people? Yeah. And th- but then it's weird. Like I just and then in my head, I'm like, what do you do if you don't drink? And then I'm like, hmm, 
murder flag. Like, I, you know, like huh. my own murder flag. Like, murder how come I flag. don't know how to be I sober? that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that I, that is fine and that's a choice. But honestly, if you're doing that for a real reason, like other than health, like, yeah, like one of our good friends, her liver isn't super good anymore. Mm-hmm. So now she can't she shouldn't drink that much. Okay, fine. Like, we're going to support you in that and, like, make sure that, like, you're never pressured, you feel comfortable, whatever. Right. But if you're, like, by choice, like, well, you know, I think I'm just done. Then, yeah. I mean, I... I think it's just a social situation and you either like the effect alcohol has on you or you don't. And if you don't, you typically want to be around people that also don't. You know, because yeah. they because they would understand you or get you. Whereas I think a lot of people who are sober who end up being around people who drink, all that happens is the whole night they're like, why don't you drink? Do you want a drink? You should have a drink. And, like, yeah, that would be so annoying. It would be. I think we're past that probably for the most part. I mean, I wasn't – I had, like, a tiny drink at your house on Saturday, and that was all I had. Yeah, and I was sitting there like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I had a lot of work to do the next day. You did have some of that cider, though. That I did was have some good. Of that cider, yeah. Um. Okay. What if the person already has kids? No. Pass. What if they're in debt? No. Okay. That's all I had. Well, those were questions I think you already knew all the answers to. So. Yes, but no, because sometimes I'm like, maybe this is my because I feel like a lot of things you said, your answers are very similar to mine. But then, you know, I'm like, maybe it, you know, what if we'll you have this, a different thought process on well, it? Well, at this point, you would not mind if, I mean, obviously you're married, but if you weren't married, <laughs> you wouldn't mind if they had kids. You wouldn't mind if they were divorced because, like, all those yeah. things would apply to you then at that time. Yeah. I feel like over 35, I'd be okay with. Um, long-term girlfriend, no. Mm-mm. If you're, like, my age and have not had a long-term relationship. What's long-term? Like, more than six months. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Because I just, in in my opinion, I think everything you would do, it'd be like teaching someone how to be in a relationship. Mm. I'm like, I don't have time for that. I don't want to. Um, The best friend thing's hard. I think if the best friend had a significant other that was very serious, I would be okay with it because then I, that would be like a new girlfriend for me. You know? Like, oh, new, because I like new friends. I'm like, oh, friends. Yeah, people are liars and cheaters, though, so I don't really trust any of that. Well, I think about it like I think about Jeff. Like, Jeff is my best guy friend, and I think a lot about, like, when he would date people and we'd go on double dates and we'd talk about how close we are and, like, me and Jeff will go to a show together by ourselves. And, like, in the beginning, Max was, like, semi-jealous of that, but then I think he was like, no, I don't want to fucking go to Phantom of the Opera, so, yeah, go with Jeff. You know what I mean? Um, But I do think about, like, it – because every time he'd date a girl, I'd tell Max, I'd be like, it's like, I feel like I'm dating a girl because I'm going to have to, like, be her friend and like her and know her and whatever. Jeff, date whoever you want. Love whoever you want. But, <laughs> um. As long as you have Kelly's consent. Yes, Just, exactly. Let me put the asterisk He on. did tell me. He was like, a lot of my dates I go on, I think to myself, um, would Kelly like her? And I'm like, I literally was, like, tearing up. I'm like, that's the nicest thing oh my God. anyone's ever said you. to me. And Max was like, you're fucking psycho. <laughs> Well, you are what you are. You are what you are. <laughs> We're very true. I am a narcissist. We are. That is very we do true. Love ourselves. I mean, listen. <laughs> a lack of self confidence. You're not gonna find it in this house. <laughs> oh, okay. Bring me to my last thing. So I did like a mediation for this classroom at school, and um, the two of the girls in the classroom are younger. They're like 19, and we got to the part of where. They're supposed to say, like, what they contribute to the classroom. And they, like, didn't have anything to say. And it made me so sad because they're both, like, wonderful people. And Morgan just looked at me and was like, I mean, you know, I could list out, like, 80 things about myself I love. And I was like, yeah, me too. I got them on lock already. As I was waiting for yours, I was counting up my head. We already know. But it just, I don't know. And I'll also never forget when I was teaching with Heather and Taylor at the time. And they started talking about some article they read about how women, like, there was some scientific study done about how women every however many minutes think something bad about themselves. And I literally in my head was like, I mean, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to get a stopwatch, but I'm not sure that's me. But Heather and Taylor started, like, listing up all these things with them that they, like, think about. And I, like, 
literally was sobbing. Like, I was like, you guys are the best people I've ever met. How do you not think good things about yourselves? And it just, like, made me really wonder, like, how do people grow up to, like, have good self-esteem or not good self-esteem? Or, like, what does that... And then I, like, think about raising a kid, and I'm like, God, I want Marley to have good self-esteem. This is hard. We just keep her at a real level. (laughs) We just make sure she knows what's real. (laughs) That's how you raise them good. (laughs) Keep the options realistic. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, that was good. Yeah. You got anything else? No. Um, To end it, my fun fact about Ohio... Our state bird is a cardinal. Oh, my God. I thought that's what you were going to fucking say. No, you didn't. I was like, she's going to do some weird fucking fact like our state bird. God. Uh, well, so I didn't actually weird. look one up, and that's one of the only things I know. So, Well, these are getting really impressive for me, so <laughs> slow down with them. I know. I should probably start really looking up actual cool facts. I can write those on other note cards. <laughs> what do I bring to the table, Courtney? Nothing. You bring a notebook with lists. You bring the good games. I'm not creative, so I can, like, do that. But then you think of stuff like all that. All I say is like and interrupt you. It's all that happens. Yeah, that's our relationship. <laughs> all right. Well, um, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> sounds so funny. <laughs> um, look us up. Instagram, two girls in, in Ohio. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Email. Which, again, Jeff was like, what's your email so I can email you? Um, two girls in Ohio at gmail.com. Send us anything. Not anything. I don't want anything. <laughs> Send us your thoughts. Yes. Who you'd like us to talk about. Send us some questions. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Not anything. You should okay, not. Don't send us, like, dick pics. Yes. I mean, not <laughs> anything. Like, get specific. I would love for a guy to send us, like, their questions about things so we could like my girlfriend's doing this what does that mean so we could explain to them what girls are thinking such a good idea we could just bring a note why don't we just get a notepad out in the garage last weekend we really could have went to town (laughs) you're up for your interview get over here (laughs) all right thanks everyone bye-bye